everyone, Edna Kimball, Edna Sells. Welcome to today's episode of How to Real Estate, where we have a community leader here with us, Sharon Ballou. Sharon, thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, we're so excited that you're here. Thank you. Yes. Well, I'm a huge fan of the organization that you basically run here in, in the Cherokee County or Tahlequah? Cherokee County. Cherokee County. That's what I thought. The Boys and Girls Club. Yes. Okay. So give us a little bit of the background before the Boys and Girls Club of Sharon. So, oh, of oh, you, okay. yes. Um, I am an educator, so okay. I've been in education since um, right before he was born. Okay. So 43 years in education, okay. and um, I started out, I've been at Tinkiller for over 30 years, and in 2000, and no, I'll back that up, in like 1996, we, re we received the first 21st century grant that was funded for after-school programs, <clears throat> excuse me, through the um, federal government. Okay. And then I heard about Boys and Girls Club, <laughs> and so I actually got on the board. So I served on the board for 19 years. Oh, my goodness. And decided to retire in 2019, and they were looking, or we were looking for a CEO, and I decided that I would try it. So that is fantastic. So did you by being on the board you kind of brought it to our community? Well actually it was already here. It okay. started in uh, Boys and Girls Club started in 1996. And so there was a been group here a whole year. <laughs> there was a, a group of community members who started at Doris Hines. Oh was one of the founding um, members, Alan Chapman, uh, Bobby Webb and um, Charlie Soap. There were a few others oh, wow. that started it, yes. And so when they began, it began with Telequa schools. Yes. And they started at one of the elementaries and then kind of expanded. And so I was like, I need that at Tinkiller <laughs> because our grant was just about gone. Okay. And so then it expanded um, from there and went into, we have 13 sites. I was just gonna ask, mm -hmm. so 13 different schools. They are all in the schools, yes. Wow. So that's unique with Boys and Girls Clubs. Most wow. most boys, and that's what people don't understand in Cherokee County also. Yeah, because that's the only way I know of <laughs> that's, Boys and Girls that's Clubs. That's the way, oh, most, unless they move in from another location, okay. they are um, mostly standalones. So oh. students or youth are bused from the school to a, a site and yeah in, in a, a standalone site okay. so we're pretty unique in that although in the last maybe 10 to 12 years school sites have grown tremendously yes. through boys and girls clubs of america and so now we're not we're not as unique as we used to be yeah. but yes we're in the 13 locations throughout cherokee county and then for those that are not familiar with the Boys and Girls Club, I, I love it. I was very fortunate that my children were able to go to Woodall, to the Boys and Girls Club. Yes. But, but kind of explain to everyone what that entails. So Boys and Girls Club is a before and after school program. And because we are located in the schools, that's pretty much where we are. We do mm -hmm. a little bit before school and then after school and summer program. And um, which normally run through the month of June. So once school's out, have a week or two and of planning time, and then they run in the summer for four weeks. Okay, okay. And I loved it because 
you know, being in real estate, my hours were not real solid. Right. right. And so if I had an early morning appointment, I could drop the kids off a little earlier than the normal school hours. Yes. And then there was an after school, and I loved it because they would also get them started on the homework. And so the after school program normally runs when school's out. Most people are three fifteen to three thirty mm -hmm. until five thirty. Yeah. And what our first hour is um, around the nation is called Power Hour. So that's your homework help time. Okay. They do what they call Project Learn, which could be any kind of educational activity. Um, and for us, it's usually homework help, um, any kind of project-based learning that they might want to want to do. And then second hour are your enrichment activities. And so every site is different. Yeah, Everybody sure. has, has um, different enrichment activities that they do. And, um, but of course, that's what the kids love the most. So oh, that's yeah. where our robotics comes in at a lot of the sites. Bike club, which they really like. And that um, was the bike Club, bike. not fight. Club. No, <laughs> fight. Um, which actually actually started in Telequa, but it has expanded um, into a few of our other sites. Oh. Um, through because what they started here, it's a little different at our rural schools because of uh, having a place to actually ride a bike. Yeah, but yeah. they yes, oh. and um, some of the other activities that they do, we have crochet, we have um, scrap maybe scrapbooking, um, STEM, a lot of STEM activities, yes. yeah. and um, and then again, you're in the recreational activities. Okay, and explain to them what STEM is. Science, technology, engineering, mathematics, and they now have what they call STEAM, so they include the arts. Oh, okay, mm -hmm. perfect. Yeah. And um, another thing that most of our sites do, of course, is Cherokee culture and enrichment, history, language. Um, we have several sites that are involved in the Cherokee um, Challenge Bowls or the oh, Language yes. Bowls. Yes, yeah. so we have several of those. That is amazing. I yes. Now that my, my grandchildren are able to <laughs> utilize, uh, the youngest one actually gets mad if we try to pick her up early. <laughs> A lot. Is she that literally how? thinks that's part of school it, and she doesn't want to leave and miss it. Yeah. That definitely happens with the younger ones. Yeah, I and I love that. I want them to love school, right. so that is so important. And it, it actually happens with maybe our our upper elementary and some middle school because they'll be involved in an activity and they do not want to leave early. Yeah, so yeah. Happens but a lot. It's such a great tool to introduce something totally new into their life, even like the crocheting aspect. Yes. You know, just what is it and being aware of it. It might not be something that they fall in love with, but it's just another level of education and, mm -hmm. and being aware because we do understand that in the rural areas, they may not have access to it as many different projects or options. Right. So I love that. Yes. Yeah. Sewing is big. We have sewing, yes. really. We have some sites who do sewing. We have one in particular and I'll because it was my site. So I, I know this. We had uh, when we introduced sewing the first year we had a one of our girls who asked for a sewing machine for Christmas because she was introduced to that at Boys and Girls Club. Wow. And I feel like that's a skill set that we're kind of losing. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Yes, yeah, I would be hard-pressed to remember what I learned right. all those years ago, so. Right. Um, and then it's kind of the, it's kind of full circle because the school doesn't actually pay. That money comes out of a different account, right? So it's kind of convoluted just a little bit. 
we, I, I always say when we're in the schools, we have some pros and cons, but one of the biggest pro is that we're in the schools. Yes. And so you, we have that collaboration with the schools. Um, Boys and Girls Club of America does not actually give us money. Okay. And so for us to actually run our programs, um, the schools do pay for some staff and we pay for some staff. So it all depends on the site, how many kids that they have staying, how many staff that they need, what the school can do, what we can do. Okay. Um, our money is funded through, um, mostly through our state, um, with some funding through our state alliance, okay. who does our lobbying. So we have some DHS money, some DMH money, but we also have um, OJJDP money for mentoring at all of our sites. And so that's one pot of federal money that we do get. Um, and we don't charge. We, you know, that's one of the things that the founders and all through the years, we our board has always said we don't want to charge if we don't have to. And so we don't. Um, Which is literal. I mean, that is so amazing. It because is. to have that option of the child staying at the school or riding the bus home and letting themselves in. You know, like right. I grew up latchkey kids. Right. And this age group doesn't know what that term means, yeah. you know, which right. I think is beautiful because of programs like this. Right, Yeah. right. And so I think that would be um, something that for your listeners, if, if anybody wanted to contribute, they can always go to our website and we have a donate button and we would be happy to let I people donate. I love that. And you're a 503C. We are. Yeah. A nonprofit. So yes. That means it's tax deductible. So if you want to give back to something that really does empower a community and and expose the, the children to all of these really fun new things. I, I have to tell you the idea of the bus taking your children off site, that would give me heart palpitations. I, I think I, I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh. So fortunately for us, we've yes. been spoiled because it's the um, it's the same site and we know exactly right. where they're at when we drop them off and when we pick them up. Right. So yeah. And we get the we get that question a lot through Boys and Girls Club of America on different reports on transportation and that sort of thing. Well we don't have to provide transportation, yeah. at least to get to a site. Yeah. And now some sites provide transportation home, some sure. don't. It just depends on what they can afford to do. Okay. And, um, and Telpa does, so that is good for Telpa schools. Oh, wow. Didn't they they, they okay. do provide um, transportation home. The rest of our sites are rural, and you know, so it makes it a little bit more <laughs> really difficult to. Out. Yeah. Yes. But to because they're so rural, it's really almost impossible to get off work at five, and pick your child up at five. Right. <laughs> I mean, it is impossible. It is Not impossible. really almost, but it is. Mm -hmm. So having until five thirty is a big deal. It is absolutely. It is, so. and that I think five thirty is a good time mm -hmm. for most people to be able to get wherever they need to go that where we have a Boys and Girls Club, yes. Absolutely. Now, um, one of our team members had previously um, worked at um, a program. How does that work? Because she was really young at the time, Addison Allison, and at the time Addison Berry. Was, is that a volunteer situation or? It is not. I mean, we pay. Okay. So we do not um, hire anyone below 16. So okay. they have to be 16. Okay. We have preferred to keep it that way. And 16 and above. Okay. Um, 
Again, it depends on where they are hired into. Sure. So as a high school student, if they work with um, a Boys and Girls Club outside of Tahlequah schools, then normally Boys and Girls Club pays for that person. Tahlequah has a, um, a work plan for them for high school students so that they actually pay their high school students. Oh, and then college students and um, and a lot of our staff are school staff. Yeah. So um, whether Probably, I'm going to say probably 80% of the staff is would be school staff. But I love that because so many times on a teacher's salary, they have to go get another job after right. 3 o'clock, you know? So if they're yeah. able to go ahead and continue that yes. and make a little bit more. Um, also for Addison, what she loved about it was um, she was thinking about going into teaching. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so if that's something you're thinking about, you know, I think that that's a great way to see if is it a good fit for you or not. Definitely. Yeah, so. And for us, any college student that might be going into education, it's a great, it's a, it's a great training, on-the-job training for them. Yeah. If they are, if they are planning on doing that. Um, but they would just make, they, most students or volunteers, make application through our office okay. and um, and the application is online so they can do that and we just if they if somebody needs somebody we just send them that way and um, a lot of times we all know people you know we know yes. kids yeah. that have been our kids and so we might hire them as workers uh, youth, youth workers also. Yeah, but I think again that just kind of plays back into just the safety of it. It and, does. And knowing, you know, it takes a village. Right. <laughs> so you also have another person here who actually worked for Boys and Girls Club too. Oh, really? And it's now our board member, a board board member. And so who is that? McKenna. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh, so that's she's amazing. She's on our board. Well, she's a fantastic one. Yes, she is. And, and I will tell you, the alumni for the Boys and Girls Club is so impressive. I just did a quick little research, and it it was there. It was just too overwhelming. I was like, okay, well, never mind. I thought, well, I'll pick the top few. But when I saw Denzel Washington, I, I was like, okay, well, that's all we need to know. It was good enough for Denzel. So the <laughs> and the Kona. Uh, so there you go. The alumni for Boys and Girls Club of America is very impressive. Yeah. Very. Yeah. And um, because it started over a hundred, like 130 years ago, as a boys' club, okay. it only became boys and girls' club in the 60s. I didn't know that. Yes. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Wow. Well, if it's good enough for the boys, it's good enough for the girls. Exactly. So, yes. Um, so you. So tell me again. Your position is. The I'm the. Yes, I'm the CEO. CEO. The chief, yeah. Chief okay. executive officer. Okay. Yes. I love that. I love that. And so what's what is the need right now for the Boys and Girls Club? Um, I think probably we're maybe volunteers. Okay. Not not people, maybe somebody who has a specialty of some sort. Okay. And I say that because um, last year, nine of our 13 units had 21st century grants. And that was money that's funded through the state for, for through our state for after school programs and um, five of those sites ended and they were not refunded. And um, so people that might have a specialty in, let's just say crocheting and they would like to go volunteer a, one day a week and 
do a crochet class with the kids, that would be great too. We do have to do a background check oh, on course. all on Please. all volunteers. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Um, on all volunteers. But anybody that might have a specialty, that would be a wonderful thing for them to do. They can just contact our office. Okay. And um and then I would say like I just kind of plugged any kind of monetary, in, in monetary mm -hmm. that anybody would like to donate, it would be greatly appreciated, of yeah, course. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, the monetary um, donation, even if you feel like your donation might be too small, there's really no such thing as too small. No, there's So if not. you've got $10, then that could at least cover snacks, mm -hmm. you know, for a couple of students in an afternoon. So don't be afraid of it being too small. And there's absolutely no concern about it being too large. No. <laughs> Never. We have grown, and I think that's the thing. Um, we we have over 5,000 members, oh but we serve around 1,600 a day. And so when you think about serving that many youth, wow. even though they're spread out, of course, with, within the 13 sites, but that that's a large number of youth to serve every day. And yes, they do get a snack most of the time that is through the school lunch program. So we don't have to fund that, but we like to be able to add to that if we can. Okay. Um, and uh, the, the majority of our funding, of course, is through staff. Yeah. In, yeah. A, in order to, um, but when you have some, I'll just throw heritage, they are serving over 200 kids a day. Oh, wow. And that takes a lot of staff yeah. because there is a ratio that we try to, to live by. Right, so. right. Well, what I think I'd like to do, I would like to go ahead and, and just throw out a little bit of a challenge. When, when my children were able to go, financially, it was, it was just a game changer for me. Mm -hmm. It helped so much. I couldn't afford to have the babysitter, but I couldn't afford to not work late. You right. know, that kind right. of combination. So I'm going to make a donation oh, based upon you. the fact that you helped me all those years ago. And for those individuals of you who have actually utilized it in the past and it helped you, if you can now, I'm going to challenge you to go ahead and make a donation and, and just kind of pay it forward uh, for what we were able to receive from that because it is just it really is very very helpful for it these is. parents who are running in every direction so Thank so if it's you. something in, in your comfort zone please we'll have the link below for the donation it's just an easy button to to donate and then we'll also have your information in case they have a specialty skill set yes. um, because again maybe you're not quite able to do the donation yet but you have some free time um, um, I'm thinking maybe somebody who's retired and is on a little bit of a fixed right. income, um, but at some point, you know, you've learned a skill set that you feel would be useful, mm -hmm. and they can reach out to you also. Right. So they can. I like that. Can. And of course, it's a 503c, so mm -hmm. everything that you donate would be tax deductible. Yes. So I love that. Okay. Well, so now we are a real estate show. <laughs> so we do have to bring it back to real estate. But part of the reason we have community leaders in is that we believe that to keep a community housing uh, prices solid, keep the community solid, we've got to have those strong community funded things. So that's why we bring you in. Um, but we, what we like to do is to ask, she's like, where is this going? We like to ask every guest on the show, if money were no object and you were going to purchase your dream home, what three things would that dream home have to have? A pool. Oh, okay. <laughs> the swimming pool. You're a pool gal. Definitely a pool. Okay. okay. Um, 
That was no hesitation with the pull. No. So I, I have to have a garage, a okay. pool, and enough room for my grandchildren. Oh, so, and how many grandchildren? I have four. Four. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So a great play space, safe space yes. for those kiddos. Yes. I love that. Well, that's that's not nothing crazy. I love <laughs> yeah. that. And the and the pool would draw them over, right? <laughs> Anything to lure them to the house. I love that. Well, um, we like to just kind of uh, keep it real estate concentric by asking that question. And then I always like to follow up. Uh, lake or river? Oh, lake. Lake. Again, no hesitation. Okay. No. So you're a water girl yes. for sure. Okay. Yes. Fantastic. Well, and it's part of why Cherokee County is so amazing is because yes. we do have the lake and the river, if that's more of your jam. So mm -hmm. love that. Well, we are so excited that the Boys and Girls Club is here and that you were able to come in today and kind of give us all of the details. We're going to put your information below so that they can reach out to the organization. Maybe not your exact information, but the, the details. Um, and as always, guys, please like, follow, and share because if you're not able to donate, maybe someone that you share it with um, or sees it would, would be able to jump in and help out also. Um, also, if you would like to be a guest on the podcast or you know someone that you would like to see on, please reach out. We'd be happy to help with that also. And as always, thank you for watching.